Yeah, at the jack off hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. On the balls, right now, something new. By Snoop Doggy Dog. This one goes out to the ladies. From all the guys. A big bow wow wow. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Spare Change, um, aka Two Cents for Conversation. I'm your host, VJ. And thanks for tuning in to a little late night special. Even though that kind of sounds bootleggy with the intro, I kind of like how it came off because it kind of came out like an old school DJ playing like a record. How it's kind of like fuzzy in the beginning. I don't know. I just try to do something a little bit different. I don't owe the rights to that song. Ain't no fun. If the homies can't have none by Snoop Dogg. Um, it's a lovely night. I'm eating a popsicle. Cause it's hot as fuck and i guess this is a season premiere i decided to call my earlier episode or um time stamp it as season two so as a good old-fashioned season premiere i figured why not do a two-hour special and give y'all some spare change um so i still kind of had a couple things on my mind with a couple of I don't know what to call it. I don't want to call it ghetto pop culture. I don't want to call it hip hop pop, hip hop pop culture. But I'll call it ratchet pop culture because it's some ratchet ass shit on my mind. I ain't going to front. And I got nobody to really talk about this ratchet ass shit with anymore. Um, My friends be working and moved out of places and they don't be really tuning into the bullshit I do. I be bored all day, so that's why I be. Looking at shit on the internet all fucking day. So, y'all gonna get my two cents from it all. And, you know, it's just conversation. Don't take anything super factual. Don't take anything. Don't, don't, don't pin this on my exact morales. This is just conversation. This is just me talking about my off the top thoughts. You know, all that good shit. So, like... A lot of my topics have to do with black women and sexuality because it's it's such a fascinating thing, like policing black women's sexuality, black women policing it, black men policing it. I'm not even going to just say black men is every fucking type of man that polices black women's sexuality one way or another. Um, You know, my experience as a black woman within her own sexuality, um, observing the culture around it all that shit so like a lot of my topics i've i've been noticing comes off about sexuality black women's sexuality it's 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 a interesting thing and hell everybody want to stick their goddamn nose in it so shit what better person to talk about it than an actual black woman and that goes for anybody i encourage it i encourage the dialogue amongst every black woman because it's because like I said everybody got their fucking nose and business in it why not control the dialogue well there's a reason why I picked that raunchy ass intro because earlier I mentioned when it came to like Meg Thee Stallion and shit and previously when I've talked about female rappers I I expressed the thought that I don't know how much 
I don't know how much control black women really do have over their sexuality because it honestly benefits men way too much. That's a point a lot of black feminists make is that sexual liberation is great, but when the benefit outweighs the actual person, i.e. the black black women, then it's kind of like, hold on, we got to readjust some things. So, in these ratchet-ass streets, um, there's a whole conversation going about um, this one, <laughs> I'll be nice, up-and-coming rapper, Sukiana. And some people know her as Suki. She was on Love & Hip Hop. She been a ratchet on IG, all that shit, right? I kind of like her. I think some of her stuff is funny. She kind of reminds me of a Miami Cardi B in her younger days. You know, just real ratchet and always playing around and shit. So I can dig it sometimes. You know, you know the golden rule. If it's funny, it flies. So... She's been on loving hip-hop lately and shit like that. You know, all that good shit. So, I was like, okay. Suki finally gets something going. Okay, okay. Now, recently, long story short, some of her material from OnlyFans leaked. And she was taking care of her man, needless to say. You know, eh, how do I say it in a funny way? Um, you know, pretty much showing her, showing him what that mouth do. <laughs> I used to fucking hate hearing that shit. What that mouth do, nigga? Talk shit to you. That's what the fuck it does. Anyways, yeah. I don't know how it leaked, but it leaked. Now everybody's talking about it. Everybody's on her bumper about it. Talking about why she got that shit floating around. How can she pr be proud of herself? Blah, 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 blah. All that shit. And, of course, she retaliated. Pretty much reading from the book of hoes. You know, why lay down and do it for free when you can get paid for it? So, i kind of been simmering on that. And, and, I mean, the conversation goes both ways, you know. Half the audience is like, she got a damn good point. The other half of the audience is, bitch, you can do better. So... I'm not going to get into what she should or shouldn't be doing. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it is what it is. She did what she did. Women do it. They get shit for it. Sometimes they don't. It's a circle of life. That was a bomb-ass pasta. It was pomegranate flavor. I might go get another one later. So... It's a circle of life. 
I'm not going to dive deep into how you conduct yourself with sex. I don't want to go there because it honestly is whatever floats your fucking boat. But I thought it would be an interesting conversation to have about the responses and the dialogue of it. Because it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting and at the same time it's kind of like... I'm on, like, the other side of it where I'm like, girl, you can do better. Like, some 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 people are going ham on her and calling her a hoe and all this other shit and really digging the needle into it. I, I'm not going to do that because it's going to get nowhere. Um, The only, like, shallow criticism I have is her response. She was looking a bit off and trying to defend herself. And there's only so much you can use. There's there's only so far the excuse of not being able to articulate things can take you before it's just, girl, you look off talking about this type of, saying this type of shit. Because she looked off high key. Um, so... That's that's my only shallow Chris. Usually she don't look too crazy, but in this response, she looked a bit off. That's why I'm like, y'all know that Jonah Hill meme when he's in the audience and he's like, cut it. That's how I'm feeling like, nah, sis, like this 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 ain't this ain't a good defense. So I I am more on the side of girl, you can do better. But let me tell you why. And it's, it ain't got nothing to do with who and where and how you should be giving out your kitty cat to. Because um, we've all given our kitty cat to a nigga that don't deserve it. And we all could be probably getting more for our kitty cat than we think. Let's keep it real. So her whole point was pretty much... Fuck what y'all say. I'm going to do what I got to do to get these bills paid. Y'all don't even know if I'm hoeing or not for sure. I'm just saying. you. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm just saying. Get yours. Instead of just letting a nigga get his for free. And not put out anything. And, and I get it to a degree. But the rest... 90% of the rant, it wasn't it. Because there is a fine line between prostitution and what she calls is taxing your time or taxing your worth. And let me tell you the fine line. as for, From my experience and from my upbringing and from what I've learned about what I can do with what I, what I can and can't do with my kitty cat. Um, yeah, there's a fine line between prostitution and having a standard. Cause like, so one time I had this conversation with my homegirl and she was in one of them runts, you know, when you just tired of being tired and you're just like, fuck it. Like I'm gonna hop on a pole or I'm going to get a sugar daddy, right? We've all been there as women. Shit. Sometimes I be going there and I got a whole ass man. And it's just kind of like, ugh. 
There's, like, niggas to pay my bills, like. But at the end of the day, what I always remind myself and what I always remind my friends when we talk about these things and we have our ruts is, you know, there's, if if you put a price on it once, there's always going to be a price on it. It's not, I mean, in my opinion, there ain't, I, yes, you can change your life around. Don't take me literal, but it's kind of like once you put a price on it, you've opened that door up to negotiations. And I kind of commented that on one of the face on one of the YouTube posts about this whole situation with Suki is that once you open that door up for negotiations, you're in a whole different ballpark of dialogue with men and what men can get from you and what they'll do to get something from you. And here's the thing for me. Here's to my two cents. Um, I mean, reality-wise, yeah, there's going to be hoes. It's the, it's the oldest profession in the world. You know what I mean? And I don't judge especially when you got to when you're in a crazy ass situation and you got to do what you got to do as a woman especially if you got kids to feed and shit like that and you really 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 got bills to pay or it's going to get ugly um do what you got to do you know what i mean i ain't going to say nothing to you i my, the only thing i say to people is i just think that we were all meant here to do a little bit more then barter with our bodies and I I honestly just feel like some like we are here to do more than just um you know there there's more purpose for us than just to be on our backs for somebody and that's kind of what I roll with like that's kind of the way I look at it like when I was having this conversation with my homegirl back in the day and she was in this whole rut, I was like, girl, you're trying to be a teacher. Like, and now she's a teacher. I'm like, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. But like, you know, like you're here to do more than that. Like, you're trying to be a teacher. You're trying to do something more for people. And most importantly, children. And you shouldn't sell yourself short just for the quick money or the easy way out. You know, once again, not knocking, doing what you got to do. Not not, not knocking, hey, if a good ass opportunity presents itself, you know, weigh out all the what ifs. Um, But, you know, if you if you know that there is something more for you to do you know what I mean if if you know you have way more opportunity I think you're just here for a little bit more than pleasing somebody else you know what I mean we we all get up on this and this is what Suki was saying and it's kind of like she kind of made like she she kind of like answered her own question in a sense 
Because it's like, if we're really on our independent bitch shit, then what the fuck is selling our body to please somebody else? You know what I mean? If you independent, you ain't got to worry. Why the fuck would you worry about? Why would you pick an occupation where you got to worry about pleasing somebody else? So that's why it's kind of like those two ideals don't really mix. The whole, I'm a business, like if you a prostitute, you ain't a prostitute, you a businesswoman. Nah, it don't make, it don't really mix. Like, because you're pleasing somebody with your actual essence, your actual spirit. Because I do believe when you have sex, you know, you're getting your soul ties and all that good stuff. Damn, this cat really be running the fucking street. My neighbor's cat's are like the alpha cats of the neighborhood okay like they run up and down this street and give no fucks at all like this nigga really be roaming like i just saw this nigga from come from around the corner and across the street and he just be chilling on our yard and shit i call him cat i don't even know his name but he be chilling these niggas don't give no fucks and this is like the second time i caught that nigga roaming in the middle of the night he don't give no fucks i respect it anyways so (laughs) you know you i mean yeah you're a businesswoman in terms of you doing transactions but you know you are you calling a five-year-old a business person for selling lemonade like I mean, sure, in a very, very, very basic sense. So it's kind of like, you know, Suki is on Love and Hip Hop now. I guess she she was she was crying about selling her souls for a janky music contract. You know how that whole go that whole thing goes. But it's like, okay, you're in the you're you're in some position to make some type of deals regardless if it was a bad one you know and i know shit's hard right now because of the pandemic and everything but girl yucking up your man and letting this shit leak and you ain't even on no flattering type of end of the situation you know she looking like the end of a yorno um it's kind of like, I'm pretty sure you're here for more than that. You're here for more than that, sweetheart. And, you know, I say that a lot to my friends who, my homegirls, who kind of be in their ruts every so often. I say it to myself, like, you're just here for more than that. Like, you do, you can do so much more than that. And I get it. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And even if it was her man, it wasn't even like, it's not even her husband. It's like her fiance, quote unquote. Like the nigga just proposed like two weeks ago. Like you ain't even got that relationship solidified in paper. Um, so it's kind of like, and he ain't shit either. He ain't shit. He ain't no big boss. Like, nah. He a scamming ass nigga on house arrest, like, from what I've seen. Like, he ain't no, 
he he ain't about to be putting her in no fucking bomb ass position later on down the line. I mean, he might, but you know, if we ju- if we going off of what we see, nah, like he gonna be on her cloud, low key. So it's just kind of like we're here for a bigger purpose than to do things like that, and. Um, you know, like, it's just, it's a whole thing because it's like, how can I, what do I want to say? Like, we talk about, you know, the fine line between prostitution and being sexually liberated is the negotiation of it. Um... Because once you put that price out, niggas can do what they want with that price. They can tell that price to somebody else. And that's what I'm always worried about. You know, a nigga telling another nigga how he can get me. And him using that price and using that standard to get me to do something that or put me in a position where I don't want to be in. And that's the shit I don't like. Like, you ain't about to fucking back me into a corner knowing what the fuck I need. That's why I want, like, another situation I've told my homegirls. Don't be telling these niggas everything that you fucking want. Like, I, I get a closed mouth doesn't get fed. But at the same time, you know, if you telling a nigga everything that you want from the jump, he gonna say and do those things to get you. And then he ain't gonna, and then it, it ain't gonna, and then he, when he gets what he wants, he ain't gonna be doing that shit no more. And there's an art to it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's an art to setting a standard without giving niggas the complete instruction manual. And niggas be complaining that women don't know what they want and shit like that, and they don't know... You know, we need to communicate shit that we want with them to a degree, I get. For a nigga that's genuinely trying. But to the niggas out there, like, if you really digging me, it's your job to find out what type of person I am and what I want and invest that time. I'm investing my time into what you want. And that's the part with Suki's whole thing that I can kind of understand and see where she's trying to get at. It's kind of like women do put in a lot of time. See, men think that the time and the money is what is is the material of it and what is the and the, it's the fiscal um effort. But like women put in the physical effort. Like women really make when a a woman really digs you she puts in that effort and like, you know, like Suki was saying in her rants, like a bitch will cook and clean for you, you know, be a whole porn star in the bedroom, you know, make herself exclusive. Most of the time, I'm not going to say every woman, because you know, some women do still play the field or whatever while they're just dating or whatever you want to call it. You know, women put a lot of effort into their man and I say they're man because there is a point where a woman does decide, just like they always say, like, oh, a man knows 
when he wants he knows his wife like three six months whatever x amount of time into the relationship like women know their fucking man at a certain point too so when you see that your woman is sitting here putting in that effort you know women do expect that effort back some type of way and not just with money because just throwing money at a bitch is kind of like if if it really ain't no thing you could throw money at any other bitch you know so it's kind of like yeah take the effort to figure me out take the effort to know what I like take the effort to like spend that time and learn little things at a time about me and everything and maybe that's asking for too much but you know that's the way I see it like women like I always told my homegirls like don't let these don't give these niggas the instruction manual you know what I mean and at the same time don't just give them what they want and then expect that they're going to do right by it. You know what I mean? Like, make them have some accountability with that shit. Make them, like, don't let them just be a liability. You know what I mean? Like, set that set that standard as an asset. Like, um, you know, make that nigga cuff you. Like, be like, nah, you got to cuff me to get this and like I know it's kind of double-sided because sometimes you want to you know test out the engine you want to test drive the car before you yourself want to commit to it and but you know like don't just be dating I mean not not to say don't do whatever you want I'm just saying I think a better strategy is you know you make that nigga have a little accountability and his attitude gonna be a little different about some things so it's kind of like there's a whole way to go about sorry if I feel like sound like I'm breathing heavy it's a little stuffy in my car you know it's kind of like make that nigga have a little accountability like you know and that's the part that I can't agree with but once again when you start putting prices on shit blatantly put prices on that shit then it, it turns from accountability into negotiations. And negotiation is our Sesame Street word today because I was watching the Joe Budden podcast, shout outs, and they were talking about prenups and shit. So I was like, let me see what these niggas got to say about prenups. And he made an interesting point. He was like, you know, a lot of men throw out the prenup word and then women get worried like yo you just already thinking that this shit ain't gonna work out so you want to protect yourself like sure to a degree but when he said when he looked at it differently and was like that opens the door to the actual negotiation like why does it have to be one-sided you know you sign a prenup be like, okay, cool. You can respect. We, I can respect all your shit that you came in with, but there's gonna be certain things I want. Like, you know what I mean? They use little pieces of furniture, for example. Like, yo, I like your taste. I like that couch. You know what I mean? So when he said negotiations, I was like, hmm, that's a little vocabulary word to marinate on. And now with all this talk about sexual liberation and female empowerment and you know getting your taxing your time it's kind of like 
just like Joe Budden said with the whole prenup thing, that that door opening to negotiation goes either way. And so it's kind of like, you got to be careful with that. And then we're not even, and then, you know, we ain't going to ruin a good time by getting dark. But, you know, there's always risk with being real, like, fiscal with your body. You know what I mean? Like I said, niggas can back you, can easily back you into a corner knowing that you want that money and then getting you, manipulating you to do some shit that you don't want to do for the sake of the almighty dollar. Um, you know, he can set you up with another man because of the almighty dollar. Um, you know, or he can start leveraging that shit over your head and putting out that bad representation of you out there in the world to other people so that other niggas idea of your standard will get messed up and that's just being real about it that's not even to burst nobody's bubble on you know how they feel like they should tax you every time because I totally understand like I'll be telling niggas nowadays I have a boyfriend now but you know every so often I get a little sneaky dm or whatever I I scare them off by fucking telling them to pay bills and shit because niggas don't care if you got a boyfriend. I'd be like, pay some bills, nigga. Like, you gonna bother me, you gonna fucking pay to bother me. Same thing with my, my exes low-key. Like, oh, you wanna come back? Oh, I'm charging you, nigga. You're putting a security deposit on this motherfucking shit. Like, that's how I would be if I was still in the game dating. Like... My man sat my ass down for a little bit. I ain't going to front. So it's a little different conversation for me personally nowadays. But, you know, if I was still in the field, oh, definitely. Now that I'm older, now that I've bullshitted enough, yeah, we definitely going to get a security deposit on this bad boy so you don't waste my absolute time. But, you know... At the same time, I know not to, I know not to put a nigga in a situation where he gonna really be expecting something for something he paid for. That's the thing. Like I saw this whole thread. I don't know if it was a joke or if it was a real like story thread, but like the the thread was like this dude paid for this whole girl or he took this girl on a whole trip like a whole week trip somewhere far. I, they didn't say where, but he in the thread, he said it was four flights and a boat trip. That makes me think like, okay, like either it was a hell of a lot layovers or, you know, you're exaggerating like a motherfucker. Sounds like it went to the island somewhere. And... Because usually places are like at least two plane trips, I think. But I don't know. I ain't going. I haven't been nowhere. And then in the thread, it said like the girl started playing games. And then she was like, oh, why are you expecting to have sex from me or whatever? And in the thread, he made the joke that he canceled her from the room. And he pretty much made her find her way back. And whether or not it was a true story... I mean, 
that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you don't want to sit here, put a price on yourself, have a nigga pay that price, and then you're not going to do what he expects you to do, and now you're backed into an awkward-ass fucking corner, like getting left, canceled out of room somewhere, because you don't feel like you need to lay on your back for shit. And you don't, by all means, you don't. But, um, you know, that's a risky game to play with a whole ass man. And I ain't into risky games. I'm really not. I don't like being in uncomfortable situations. I don't like being in situations that I have no control over. And that's what that type of game is, is you're not in control of that situation. You... You're hoping you're in control of that situation, but you're really not. Like, the person with the money is in control with that situation. Now, if you got your own money and you paid half of that trip, totally different conversation. Totally different conversation. But you, all you did was show up and look cute. Ugh, sis. I hope you was okay with fucking him for free because that's that's what kind of my golden rule for this whole type of thing was well the only exception is if you would fuck him for free why not put a price on it that's my only exception because if you fuck him for free then no harm no foul and i like i like i don't put a price on a nigga i don't give a nigga a price unless i know i would fuck him for free because when he expects something out of me, I ain't gonna have a problem with it because I would have been fucking him for free. Um, but, and the funny part is, we have this whole, we always have this conversation about women, but we never have this conversation about men. And I've had plenty of, and I've had this conversation with men before. You know, I had tell, I always tell this story about when I was like online dating and shit. This one dude hit me up. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know where he was from. I barely knew his name and shit. But um, what happened was I lost my job and shit. So I was tight for money. He hits me up. So I just started talking to him. And he's telling me like, oh, and then he's like, oh, by the way, are you like, you want a job or anything? I'm like, actually, hell yeah. Oh, I think because I told him I was like doing job applications or some shit. And he was like, oh, you looking for a job? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I own a dispensary, a weed dispensary. I just opened a shop up in um, San Bernardino County. You know, you trying to do something? I'm like, hell yeah. He's like, give me your number. So I gave him my number and he gives me a call. He's like, yeah, you know, you seem cool, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to, you know, if you want to work for me, mind you, this whole conversation is strictly about me working in the dispensary as like a receptionist or as a bud tender or whatever. We're talking about working in the dispensary, mind you. So we're chit-chatting and he's like, yeah, you know, the gig pays 700 a week. I'll give you all the weeds you want. You can have all the edibles, all the products you want. You know, you good. I'm like, oh shit, 700 a week? What the fuck? And this dead ass, this nigga said, but there's a catch. I'm like, ah oh, shit. 
And he's like, you know, I'm really looking for a boo thing and yada, yada, yada. And so he gave me the whole spiel. He don't want to be cheated on all this other shit. So it was like, it was like right before like getting a sugar daddy was like a super like, I mean, it's always been around, of course, don't get me wrong. But like before it really was like a casual conversation in our day and age. This is when it just kind of started. Or maybe when I just found out because I just got to a point in my life. Because in college, I never fucking worried about getting a sugar daddy and shit. Um, it, it wasn't until I got older than me and my peers started talking about getting sugar daddies and shit. So maybe it's just an age bracket thing where at a certain point in your life, you start learning about that type of shit. So, um... You know, he's pretty much talking about me being his sugar baby or whatever. And he didn't want to get cheated on, yada, yada, yada. He wants, like, a real boo thing. He'll do whatever I want. Like I, like he said, he'll pay me the 700 a week. I get all the weed. You know, all this good shit. And he's like, but, you know, when we lock... He's like, there's going to be days where I want to lock up the shop. And, you know, I want to spend some quality time with you. And I'm like, ooh, I'm a pass. Because at the end of the day, I got both my parents in my life still. And I'm never going to be able to look at my daddy in the eye and tell him how I'm getting some money like that. I can't do it. My dad works too fucking hard for me not to do that. And, you know... I respectfully declined. I was like, nah, that ain't really my business. Like, you know, it's usually, I don't mix business with pleasure. That ain't really my thing. I don't even know what you look like. I don't really know you like that. And he's like, wow, for real? And I'm like, you know, I'm still interested in the job. Because he was like, I don't even pay people that much. Like, you usually get paid like 300 a week. I was like, I'll take that. Like, I was like, can I get the actual job then? <laughs> like, shit, that's how, like, honest I was. I was like, I mean, I'm still down to work. I just, you just ain't got to pay me that price. Like, you know what I mean? And he's like, nah, it's that or nothing. I'm like, oh, well, have a nice day, sir. Because I'm not about to have you paying me $700 a week getting me all buttered up and then one day you gonna hit me with I want to do this crazy shit and it ain't gonna be some shit I'm rocking with and then you gonna cut off my money and I'm gonna be stuck not getting any money so I don't like that shit I like being I, I don't like my money being played with like that we got problems if you play with my money like that I'm gonna tell you that shit right now there's a lot of things I play around with and I don't and my money ain't one of them, okay? So, and then he tried to call me back and was like, are you sure? Because 700 is a lot of money. And I'm like, I'm positive. Like, get the fuck off my line with this shit. So, I told a couple of my homeboys this story. And they're like, man, you ain't take that money, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, bro, I don't even, dude, I don't even know what this dude looks like. And they're like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of weed, VJ. You could have been moving that weed. I was like, let me ask y'all this. 
y'all gonna lay up with some shack looking bitch for $700 a week to get all the fucking $700 a week and all the free weed lay up with a shack looking bitch then and they all look at me oh I don't know about that exactly so niggas sit here and talk about all this oh hoes this hoes that you know if a bitch fuck me Da, 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 da. like bitches need to just get how it get that money however they get it like look unless you about to be laying up or laying on top possibly impregnating a bitch that looks like Shaq possibly so a big ass bitch with a mustache or whatever the case is unless you about to dig your dick into that for some money don't talk about what the fuck females should be doing for money Please don't, because I don't know any nigga that sold some dick. I really don't. And um, that's what I'm saying to the females. Like, these niggas wouldn't do it. These niggas would figure out every fucking other way to get their money besides selling that dick. And I don't know why, because they give it to they give it way more out than we do. Uh um, and I mean, I see them making jokes about it for the PlayStation nowadays to get the new PS5, but niggas ain't really selling their dick for no PlayStation 5. If you can't afford a PlayStation, you don't need to be selling your dick for a PlayStation. You need to be reevaluating your shit because a PlayStation don't even cost that fucking much. It really fucking don't. Save up two checks, nigga. Like, save up parts of your two checks. Or better yet, go get a credit card and just pay that shit off. Like... It is not that fucking deep to be selling your dick for a whole game console. Like, y'all niggas need to get over your fucking selves. Um, but yeah, like, I have yet to see a nigga proud about selling some dick before he tell a woman what she need to be doing with her fucking body. And it's kind of like with the whole Sookie thing, like, she's she was on a whole rant about doing what she gotta do. She got kids to take care of. Okay, I get it, but if we're going to be real, I've seen some of her Instagram videos, or I think it was a clip of her a episode of hers on Love and Hip Hop, where like her kids are staying with their grandma while she on the road, touring, filming, doing music, whatever. And I'm just, and with this whole conversation, I'm just thinking like, okay, you're saying you're using your kids as a reason to do all this wild shit. Okay. Logically speaking, if you can get your kid's grandma, I don't know how she's, the lady was their grandma. because She looked hella light skinned and her babies are all chocolate colored. So I don't know if they're the dad, if it's the daddy's mama, if it's her mama, I don't know. She called them their grandma, though. If you can get their grandma to watch them for several weeks while you are out touring doing music, you mean to tell me that you can't get their grandmother to watch them on three separate occasions while you try to go get a state job or a city job? You know, to take the test, to do the interview, and to get started with orientation, wherever you end up. You mean to tell me 
You can get your grandmother, their grandmother to watch them for weeks at a time while you out here acting wild as fuck in the music industry. But you can't get them, you can't get their grandma to watch them while you, if if you were to go, like, get a city job or something. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of city jobs where you do not need a lot of qualifications for. A lot of them shits take a high school diploma. They really fucking do. Or four times. So you can go take your typing test certificate. You can actually take the city test, you can do an interview, and then you can start working. That's four separate occasions you're going to need a kid's babysitter if you really ain't doing nothing. And you mean to tell me you'd rather suck dick on Instagram than do that process? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's too many opportunities out here that take the bare minimum for you to be wild and out that dip, that much. So, you know, I just thought it was an interesting point. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I just want to talk about that type of shit, that raunchy ass shit. Cause it's kind of like crazy. It's it's really crazy out here. Like niggas got so much shit to say, but they ain't even thinking about putting themselves in the same situation as women. And yet they wanna. They got so much. They you know. And that's what I was saying in my last podcast. Like all this female empowerment, sexualization shit. This shit don't really benefit us like we think it do. It really fucking doesn't. Like. And that's just how the game goes, unfortunately. Like, because niggas, niggas value things so much differently than women do. And that's not a bad thing on men or women. Because you can, save the ha- you can have the same conversation. Excuse me. You can have the same conversation with men in different things. Like gangs or selling drugs or some shit. I have the same energy for men. I'm always about taking the bare minimum and going for actual different opportunities with what you're working with. And the same thing with niggas. Like, they want to have that faster money, um, you know, the money coming in faster, I mean. Um, they don't want to feel like they doing some, you know, bullshit, like being a security officer or something. Like, so many times, like I told niggas, just be a security officer. The money's boo. Like the money is stupid good when you're security, and if you really like dive into that field, like you can be straight. Like my coworker, she's a high school security officer. She's she's always been in corrections and shit like that. She was she had a crazy ass childhood, so it's not even like she was like cut from a super fancy cloth. She was she's from Long Beach and wilding in high school and everything on probation almost getting tried as an adult turned her whole life around getting into the corrections field bought her own fucking house and had a condo by the time she was 26 fuck out of here you fuck that mall cop look and i'm not saying go be a mall cop there are other security jobs or jobs in that field that pay stupid good money 
and you ain't got to be looking like Paul Blart, the mall cop, and dealing with badass kids at the mall. No, there's other things you can do. So that same conversation goes to men. Like, there's always so much more you can do than doing shit that's going to get you killed or locked up. Like, and you can just apply yourself. Like, one time I was with knuckleheads, and they talking about trapping and drugs and all this other shit. I was like, how about y'all take a year, just a year, less than a year, do a pharmacy tech program and just sell drugs legally like the white, like white men do. And they were like, nah. So I'm like, okay, that's just y'all deliberate then. And that's what I'm saying. Like if gang if nigga hood niggas really put all their money into a pot and send a couple niggas to school to get their clique established like that's what the mafia used to do i think was like they would have a couple fucking white collar niggas in their gangs to do the white collar shit so they can run their dirt shit behind the scenes but nah y'all all want to be doing the reckless ass shit and then regret it when it's too fucking late. So the same conversation goes to men. Like, there's so much more you can do. There's so much in the world you can do besides doing the reckless ass shit. And yeah, it takes a little bit longer. But like I said, I think we're we're all here for a little bit more than to be living life on the edge like that. So just do what you got to do and be patient. And that's the moral of this story. Have a good night, y'all. I'm going to eat another popsicle, and I'm probably going to lay down because I took some medicine, and I'm getting sleepy. Take care. Take care of yourself. And don't sell your dick or pussy. All right. Have a good night.